Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Another day from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Uh, yeah. If you happen to be... Uh, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. We're here. We're Let's very, we're very excited. We have a huge show. We apologize for our slight tardiness. Blame although it, That's fine. It, it's definitely Blame not... Lawrence. I'll take a love. All right. Blame him, Phoenix. <laughs> no, it's good, man. We, you know, <laughs> the whole city. No, no you know, we, the whole city we did of Phoenix. A, we they did can make interview. up for it by giving us Hopkins. We did an interview that we're about to play <laughs> for you guys, and then that set me back a little bit to start the... PHNX show a little late, so, you know. So uh, it's our fault is what you're saying. We I'm have saying, the whole crew here good. today. All I, I'm not blaming anyone. I'd just like to apologize to our loyal listeners because yeah. we love you yeah. and we appreciate your patience. They're that here. is all. They're here and they're ready to go just like we are. Adam I, Hogue, Mark Carmen, Corey Wooten, shut up so I can introduce everybody. Greg Braggs. That's who I'd like to blame. Go ahead. <laughs> Nicholas Moriano will be joining us. Will DeWitt's here. He'll be joining us. Mike Tannenbaum, Chicago's favorite human being, will be on the show today. Who is that again? <laughs> uh, uh, the real Tannenbaum. He loves uh, – you don't have to say, if you happen to be in Indianapolis last night, anywhere in the area, there is a 77% chance that Greg Braggs Jr. bought you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Braggs, MVP last night. I got one. Outfit change. Uh, outside of he quick changed outfit change he had, to, he had to go back to, he had to go back to the Airbnb change somebody spilled a drink on him oh, right? just karma hit me real him. quick nailed him because he was the most annoying person in the history of the planet and and I hope there's I hope you get spilled on again tonight no offense <laughs> yeah, well, hey. we were all enjoying wa- hanging out having dinner watching the basketball game Bragg's had to troll me for three straight hours <laughs> and that uh, he, he, it's just he too much he tweeted fun. at you at 4:05 a.m. He's a bad person. When yeah, I texted him the. <laughs> I texted him the Nittany Lion fight song at four o'clock. Three thirty-nine a.m. to be specific. Hey I guys, thought it was. We four. have a super chat already from Nolan O'Brien. Hey uh, Nolan. He says I listen every day, but I don't always watch live. I have to download the pods. I saw Carm on NFL Network walking in the background. Three exclamation points. He's a celebrity! Exclamation point. That's my claim to fame. I was in the background on the NFL Network. I did. <laughs> I did shake the hand of Andrew Siciliano last night, who started his illustrious career in Chicago. He's a good guy. He was an update guy on WMAQ, and it was a news station back in the day. I believe it's the home of the score nowadays, if, if memory serves proper. So, anyway, 
That's my Chicago congrats. history there. Chicago I history. That's right. I think that's right. Um, all right. Yeah, let's start with the with the uh, the the yard house experience last night because <laughs> this is Do very important. <laughs> yes, Jalen Carter's back at the combine. Everyone, we'll get to it. Um, and the Mike Tannenbaum interview coming up, you're gonna love it. Yeah, we're gonna get to it here, but we need to. I was trying to explain to people because we talked about this after the Super Bowl when Carmel almost got us kicked out of a pizzeria place for yelling at the TV. I remember that story. Now everybody got to witness. Most of the Chicago media was at Yard House for the final eight, nine minutes of this Northwestern Penn State Plus game last overtime. night. stupid overtime. What a waste of time. Yeah, well, that was stupid. <laughs> Yard House, if we're just being honest, Killed us. wanted us to leave. Yeah. Shut the TVs off except one. They literally shut the TVs off. With like four minutes left in regulation, and, and then is, it went to overtime. This I, is 1030 at night. What I don't is know going if, on? I don't know if it they was They don't like money. I don't know. <laughs> right, so I was like, what, what are we doing here? Right. Carm. They don't like money. I would say that four people are watching the game and everybody else was watching Carb. Well, yes. I, I'd like to personally apologize to Yardhouse because the people that are working there are not corporate and they did want to go home and they don't <laughs> he, care about making any more money for Yardhouse. And so I, I did say to one of them, you turn off that last yes. TV, we're, go, we're going to have a riot. And I didn't mean that. I really didn't. Because we would have we, we, we left, we he left peacefully. It. But it was in the middle of overtime and they're turning off the TVs. I mean, can you imagine? Seriously, what are you doing? And yes, I care way too much about the Northwestern Penn State game. But it was, you know, to be in the top four, seeing the whole thing and I was just trying to enjoy wildcat basketball for the second time in my life when they're going to the tournament and this what's the word I'm looking for ass hat which is <laughs> couldn't couldn't stop I'm the ass hat if you just saw if you just saw his antics during the game I think we don't know who the ass hat is I, I just I couldn't believe it the openly rooting for Penn State like literally the whole Chicago media you're relatively new to the scene you're trying to make friends and you were just a complete jerk and like people are looking at you like Kevin Fishbane hates you now and I don't Kevin Fishbane hates nobody in right yeah, like, yeah, but you made his list but you just you just you couldn't help it because because you've been picking on me about Purdue, so you, it's called comeuppance. I don't right get your comeuppance. Okay, I really, I honestly, how'd that taste? I really, really, really just I don't how'd know that how crow I, taste. I don't know how you. It's gonna get in your head. I don't care about Purdue. You're a the better text, Purdue is better than the text messages tell a different story. No, so quit no, trying to create no. a narrative All on right. here. So I would just like to point out though it was that really that unfortunate. As, as Braggs was relentlessly, relentlessly, <laughs> I was I, chanting I, defense. I went to defense. I went to the other end of the restaurant. You went from you watched before all the TVs were turned off. You at some point watched the game on every TV in the bar because yeah. you were just like. And part of it was brag, and part of it was just because you were pacing and had I no control over it. your own body. No, it's yeah. a superstitious it's, thing. He's trying to change trying the, to the, the, the. No, don't, he didn't don't, know what was don't, going don't on. Don't analyze I, if superstitious thing. I've, I've, I've never seen somebody so locked into yeah. a game. Carm, I, I, I value your dedication, man. You, you, we need to get you an honorary degree from Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern community, let's get this man an honorary degree. I've never seen such a diehard fan. Carm, we got to give it to you, man. I don't know what it is with Wildcat basketball, but it, gets, it, 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 it gets to me more than anything else gets more to me. More than football? Oh, not even close. <laughs> No, no offense, Woot, but I've I've, always, I've just been a hoop guy forever with the cats, and so this. Uh, and then I won do you remember those? Do you remember the Wisconsin game this year? So he's sitting over by his in his Dave Ennett situation <laughs> across the arena for me. I'm like I don't know what ten rows back or something on on the other side of the court from you. 
game's coming down to the wire. There's like two minutes left. You and I make eye contact. You looked like you were. I was dying. Like I was dying. Needed to go to the bathroom or something. Yes, and you were. <laughs> you were lifting up your daughter and having the time of your life. You couldn't have cared less. No, I did care. I had just come because I do really. I I am. I used to be a lot like you with Wisconsin basketball, where I just and then it was causing me too much stress, and I just had to come to terms with the idea that they're going to lose. So I had already accepted the loss at that point. That's most Northwestern seasons. I can I just I I just just, I I disassociate. I'm fine. This is not this year. That's why I don't get invested, even in football. I I used to watch it, and I'd be like, oh, every game I'd be wanting to pull my hair out, and I'm like. No, I can't do this anymore. It's too much stress. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody hit the like button, please. We had a night. Uh, there was a, <laughs> you and uh, Rich Eisen shared a moment last night, oh too, where God. he was criticizing your, your shampoo and conditioning habits. Are we talking what about that it? now? No, should we save that for later? Let's get into it. Let's save that for later. You got to stick I'm around. I'm not going to for... be here later. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. I got to leave the show a little bit earlier. Holga, early today. Prime, Prime was awesome. Holga has a high-level <laughs> meeting that we can't talk about, but we perhaps will at some point. But... Uh, Please, you, d- please don't. But but no, I Br- Braggs was talking to everyone, and he just <laughs> you just stopped Rich Eisen. How did you stop him? I said hi, and I shook his hand like that, any normal yeah, person does. Nobody else does that. I was a, a big, fan, else does big that. fan of his work. I said hello. No one said hi. Right. And then he talked to us for a while. And he was the nicest Rich Eisen of all time. I, he says he's going to come on the show. Yeah, I think we're going to have him on the show. It was, that was a then, So then he was talking about the Fields interview about how Bears fans were killing Rich Eisen. Yeah, lay off Rich Eisen, this guys. Is, be, uh, He's now officially a friend of the program. Yeah. yeah, and so I told him that I listened to the interview, and I didn't think he was mean at all, and I, I thought it was actually a great interview. He threw in a, an interesting yeah, wait, detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you said you, it, you listened to the interview in the shower. I did. <laughs> and his exact response was, why the fuck would you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was a compliment to Rich that I was comfortable enough with Whoa. him in our relationship that I would go shower. You're second relationship at that moment with Eisen and I was it was like the sixth word you said to him was in the shower that was like the phrase right there yeah and but that so we have a little bit of a weird relationship going on now but 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 we bonded and at the end of the night he shook my hand and he said um it's good to see that you moisturize you know get the hand the hand felt good to rich yeah, yeah he was great the hand but felt it, good oh my god but the other part of it too at prime was my karma for picking on karm karma if you will hit with uh, the drink. The waiter spilled the drink all over my sweater, and I had to Uber back to get a new sweater or stand there drenched in front of all these NFL elites. That was my decision for the night. I'm just glad that especially uh, Carm got the experience the NFL combine last night after being so reluctant the night before. You owned it. MVP. I got you. Well, and, I mean, and also it's just awesome to look up at a six foot six inch teammate who's just making friends with everybody, and knows everyone <laughs> in the room. Woot's like the mayor in there. Well, and and here's the great thing about Woot last night because like he, he was running in all kinds of people, we were running, in, so we we would get split up a little bit here mm-hmm. and there. Like if if I couldn't find Carm or I couldn't find Braggs for like thirty minutes, I'd probably have to send you a text to see if you were still there. Corey, I could just be like, oh, yep, there he is. <laughs> He's still here. <laughs> Stand out, man. That's what everybody's saying. They're like, man, I, I noticed you from all across yeah. there. I'm like, dang, that's that's the one perk about being tall. Who, Stand out. Who was your highlight? Convo. So uh, Darren Rizzi, 
who's the special teams coach of uh, the New Orleans Saints. He was at Rutgers when I was coming out of high school, and he recruited me hardcore. He was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I tried to get this guy to, to come to Rutgers, man. I was on him, and he ended up going to Northwestern, but I would text him all the time. He's like, this guy's a stud. And we were talking, and, and uh, I saw Anthony Campanile, uh, who his brother Nunzio was our, our high school coach Nunzio. and coached at Rutgers. Yeah. So I uh, was talking to them, hadn't seen them in a while. I saw a couple guys I played against that played for IU. Uh, Brandon uh, Roby mm-hmm. was a wide receiver over there, and then uh, a couple other guys. So, so my agent, who I introduced you to, Mike McCarthy, McCartney. Sorry, not McCarthy. Right, but he'll let you know on. Tw- he'll pretend to oh, be yeah. McCarthy on Twitter. It's on hilarious. Twitter, people hit him up all the time. Yeah, Terrible did. call on Sunday, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was. I don't know what I was thinking." <laughs> In fact, Mike McCarthy said some wacky stuff yesterday, like throwing everything on Kellen Moore, like just sideswiping his former OC. And I did. I noticed by the time I got home last night that M- Mike McCartney was already tweeting, <laughs> like, the, pre- you know, because he plays into it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. come after me. <laughs> it's not really him. It's so funny. I, I don't know if it's necessarily the news of the – it's still the biggest story of the combine. Jalen Carter, uh, he apparently is back. So he goes back to Athens last night, gets booked into to, uh, jail – Stays uh, 13 minutes post-bond, comes out. Now he's back here in Indy. Apparently still going to go do, you know, finish his interviews with teams, go through the medical process. Um, and I guess everything's just got to play out. But now he's got a lot of hard, a lot more harder questions to ask at this point. Yeah. Or answer, I mean. I, I can't imagine those interviews. I mean, right. they're, they're, they're going to be going over everything, asking him every question in the book. And, and I'm his sure, lawyers are probably Yeah, like, I'm sure his lawyer, yeah. like, you can't comment on that right now. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's, it's a tricky situation for him uh, right now. So I guess, I guess we'll see as all these details unfold. If you're the Bears, you send down them, what, what happened? And then let him answer that question. Yeah, I want to see what happened. Obviously, I'll still take him off the board, in my opinion. You know, I yeah. think – I think everything around it, the fact that he was involved in it in some capacity, for me, that, that turns me off from him. But I just want to see what exactly happened or what he can say because I'm sure he's, he's probably being hush-hush about everything now. Adam, you've been as high on Jalen Carter as anybody. Now this comes out. I mean, don't you see a scenario play out where his stock falls, he doesn't go where maybe he should be drafted in two or three years from now? There's going to be teams regretting that they didn't just take the flyer on him in a tough I mean, time. Yes, if he gets everything together, and you know that 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 part's kind of up to him. Were you with right? The, yeah. But yes, that's a scenario that could play out. But I think I still think if you're the Bears, it's you, you, I'm not sure you'd look back on it at, with regret because you could still justify the fact that like this was too important of a decision, mm-hmm. way too big of a gamble. Remember uh, when the Bears passed on Randy Moss? That sucked. I do. I was in the. St- <laughs> I was in the. St- I was in the steam room with Al Harris at the old Multiplex, and he was. Te- he, he, he was Al telling. He, he was, that was a Chris Farley moment right there. I was though. He, me Not and Al, you. Me rags and, right there. Remember when the Bears passed on Randy Moss? That sucked. I was in the well, sauna. That's the point, I was, though, I was you listening know? to Rich Eisen in the fall? shower. It's all this. All this questionable stuff. You know, stuff, Randy right? fell. <laughs> Got to get clean. Got to have the. Yeah. Wait, have, Randy fell for issues and. Every single team in the league this, regretted it for 20 years. Okay, right? but so let's say the conversation. Jalen, were you driving one of the cars that night? Yes. Had you had some drinks? Yes. What do you have to say about it? I, I deeply, deeply regret it. I'll regret it for the rest of my life. It's something that will never happen again. It will always be on my heart, and there's 
nothing I can do going forward other than to speak to, to uh, youth groups and even adult groups, whatever I can do. And uh, I, I'm also getting myself some professional help around it as well. And I'm going to work as hard as I can to be a great player for you and, and, and to represent myself and my family. Is that enough? I, I just think his lawyers are probably going to tell him. You, you can't comment on this right now. Yeah. Like, literally, so literally so he's going to meet with him and say, we can talk about anything else but that. They're probably going to make that precedent his agent. And if somebody asks him a question, they're probably just going to say, all right, this is, this is over. Yeah, but let, just to take that realistic, although yeah. I did read today that, I, that he is talking about it. But let's just say just let's just say that that conversation that I just had with myself happens. And that's what he says. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is he still off your board? I, I don't know how that conversation could yeah. Could solidify it one way or the other. You're going to believe every word he says? Exactly. That, that's that's, the position, that, that's like the that's position you're in. It's a politically correct thing to say he, at the time with his. He, he's got to come across as the most sincere dude and talk about action plans that he has to make himself better uh, as and and be a great teammate and, and be a guy that's going to – you're going to be proud to have in the organization. He could put, if he did the best possible job at doing that, and you really believed him, but then you still have that doubt in you that can't. Can let, I actually? Let, try let's it? go back in a time machine, okay? okay? And obviously, unfortunately, this was a this was a big tragedy, but where two people died. But let's say we're in a time machine, and it doesn't go that way. That there, neither car ends up crashing. Okay. No one dies. No one ever hears about this incident ever. Okay. He's still in a car at 2.30 in the morning drag racing Mm -hmm. in Athens, Georgia, Mm -hmm. where we at least know one of the cars was going 104 miles an hour. We don't know how how fast he was going, but he was going pretty fast. my, My point being is, even if this doesn't turn into what it is, he's still making decisions that these NFL teams would have found out about anyway. And Correct. it would be a red flag and something that he would have to answer for. And it would still be a question of character and if, are you committed to football? Are you going to grow up? Mm-hmm. Are, like All I'm saying is that like this, this turned awful and tragic and now is a huge deal as it should be. But my point is like these, these still would have been questions. This, even just go back to Monday night this week when I told you guys on the show on Tuesday that I was hearing things that this was before the news came out mm-hmm. that there's, there's, there's serious questions here about this kid. I love his film. But these, my point is, these are questions he was going to have to answer anyway. Exactly. Now it's even worse. Yeah. But these, I, I, it's risky, man. I'm, I'm with. I, I'm not sure if he's completely off my board. I want to yeah. hear more information come yeah. out. I want to, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt too, to let more facts come out. But I, I, I can't draft him in the top five. No, for sure, especially with all this looming. Um, but yeah, like what you're talking about, if they're drag racing, nothing happened. I don't think it would be a big deal to most teams. I think they'd be like, oh, that was stupid, but. The fact that no no one got injured, no one got killed, they would have been like, oh, I mean, this is just being stupid. But the fact that there was tragedies involved, it makes it a huge deal, and which it should be. But I just feel like kid, kids do dumb stuff all the time. You look at the top oh, players, you know, they're getting in trouble, getting arrested for this and that. Like we were talking about yesterday, the, the brain doesn't fully develop until you're 27, 28 years right. old. And think about think about from, from being a star player at a place like Georgia, right, where everybody tells you you're the man, everything. You feel like you're invincible. So a lot of these guys feel like they're invincible, and then all of a sudden they're making all these crazy decisions, and then before you know it, they get in trouble. When you said the brain doesn't fully develop until you're 28, Mark, smirks at me because I know he had a joke lined up at, at my expense but it is the truth I mean I did a lot of dumb stuff uh, so did well I. past 21 so did well I. past 21 at the same time and I feel for a guy like that because you're under the microscope you know you're going to be a top 
first round pick your whole life probably yeah. right and most of your life and you have to like play everything to a t you can't be a kid you have to grow up before you're ready to so it's a lot of pressure i mean at the end of the day no it wasn't good what he did no how it ended in a tragic situation is really tough for him in a lot of ways i really feel for him because he's they're screwing around being kids, being dumb, and it results in someone losing their life. And like Mark said, he has to live with that for the rest of his life. It's not like he told the the other guy he can he didn't make the other guy race him. That was a choice by that person too, and it cost him his life. And that's not easy. So you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he the biggest issue as far as legal is he lied to the police about it, and that's why he had to go back. But if he just owns it and and tries to you know, do right by living the rest of his life the right way, I think he can come out of this in a bright spot. Honestly, if you go strictly into the moral part of it, the fact that it seems like he tried to cover it up, that ain't great. What's up, Lawrence? No, I have two Super Chats about this uh, topic I'd like to jump in with here. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Peguero, thank you, Chris, 999, says, I know you all are concerned about Jalen Carter's draft stock. I think he will still be a top-four pick. It's the NFL. Someone's going to pick him up or pick him, he's a generational man. I'm, I'm not saying I want him, but. There's plenty of people around this combine who believe that. My, my gut right now is he still goes in the top 15. Top 15. My, that's my gut. Mm -hmm. but I, I, I could see that happening. But I, We didn't ask Mike Tannenbaum that question. It would have been an interesting one, but we had a short period of time. But there's plenty of people walking around here who have, I still think he's top five pick. Yeah. Um, all right, let's Wait, get one more. Andre Skinner, uh, okay. 499. Thank you, Andre. Uh, he just says that the Bears can mentor him. And he wasn't charged with a felony. Yeah, I, I think a lot of teams are going to say that. Oh, it's yep. misdemeanor. So that doesn't matter to me. A, lo a lot of teams might say, I'll, I'll take the risk on that. Guys you know? do change. I mean, look, certainly not defending anything that Patrick People Kane was change. involved in, but Patrick Kane matured. We saw it in Chicago yep. over time. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw a young kid that was probably put in a much bigger spotlight than a kid that age should have been in, and but he performed at a high level, and there was some baggage that came with it. And, you know, he... Blackhawks put the hammer down, and he came through. And and because here's the thing, you do grow up. Yeah. Brandon like, like Marshall. We, like we all did in our 20s. Brandon yeah. Marshall, right? Yeah. He was having some issues, and he got everything figured out. Yeah. So, so sometimes the bigger issue than just, you know, guys are, are acting a certain way. There's a big issue. By the way, whether it's Jalen Carter or literally any other prospect here, that is part of why this is so hard yep. because you could have Will Anderson, who seems like completely buttoned up right now, and you don't know how these guys react. And then they get their money, and sometimes it's – They don't work as and hard. They, and then they, they get a family, and then they're like, yeah, this football thing was cool, but I got other things I like now too. And yeah. it changes over time. It works both ways. And obviously that's a much different situation, but I'm just saying like sure. none of these GMs know how these players are going to be five years from now. You just, which is another reason, good segue here, I think, uh, and I wish we had brought it up with Tannenbaum, but we've certainly talked about it before. Part of the reason why I don't like trading Justin Fields for another own, unknown commodity is you know what Justin Fields is in your building right now. Before we get to the interview, DraftKings, make sure you're on it. Uh, NBA No Sweat, same game parlays are going on right now. You got your MLB bets, uh, big game tonight, Purdue, Wisconsin. If you want to dive into that one, hopefully you didn't listen to Carm's advice yesterday. Go Boilers. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> go Boilers? Isn't a boiler up? He's so mad. Why would you... <laughs> No, the, you're going to be the biggest Bucky Badger fan tonight Let's go, ever. let's go, let's go. Let's I sent you a text, Mark. 
I bet you did. <laughs> Download the app now. Sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet $5. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Chicago, you've got the best coverage. Get yourself fitted in the best gear. You know how to do it. You know it. You love it. You live it. You go FOCO. They've got you covered from Soldier Field to Living Room, North Side, South Side hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get yourself decked out looking smooth from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. That would be FOCO, F-O-C-O, the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. FOCO.com. Click the link in the description below, by the way, for all non-presale items. You can use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Thank you to our friends at FOCO. All right. Um, our uh, all-city, all-star booker, Greg Braggs. Have a good show, guys. Just uh, The text that he sent, uh, no, I don't know if you can see play. it. Um, we'll do a line change here during the interview. You got yeah. it. Line change. I like that. He sent, the, you the, oh. he sent, sent you me the, the Penn State Nittany yeah. Lion. Wow. <laughs> what a loser. It's a terrible. Don't mascot. call the lion that. It's a. It's a. You can. You can't come with a better lion-looking mascot than that. It is a Dude, terrible. It's woot, just, come on, woot, you can do better. Woot, than I can't state. beat Greg Braggs up, but you can. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Braggs. I was trying to get Braggs credit for this interview. Maybe I won't now. Um, Why? What? I, mean, I don't because know. Because I picked on Carm. He deserves it. Yeah. Gotta keep him honest. Mike Tannenbaum, you guys have all heard this by now at this point, his take on Justin Fields. We get into it here. We push back a little bit on the former Jets general manager and Miami Dolphins executive. Here it is, our conversation earlier with Mike Tannenbaum. Okay, we found the most popular man in the city of Chicago, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, thank you for sitting down with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting flown in to have lunch at Lou Malati's here, so we're going to have to move this along. We will keep this quick. We know you're busy. Malati's. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it, too, and it's great frozen as well. Yeah. You know, yeah oh, yeah, you get it shipped to your house. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's let's dive right into it with the quarterback. Uh, at this point, I think most people have heard your Justin Fields take. Yep. And, and, and I think it's important to point out, you like Justin Fields. You've said that many times. Yes, I have. But uh, And I'll let you do it. But the, the gist of it is basically like you think Bryce Young will be better, and you like the idea as a former GM, a longtime GM, of resetting the rookie clock. Right. That's exactly right. And um, this may be breaking news. Sometimes people overreact on Twitter. Yeah. But, so <laughs> let, let's get right into it. Like we're talking about massive extensions right now for guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, upwards of fifty million a year. So if I could get a player who I think is going to be better than Justin Fields, we'll get to that in a second. And you could delay paying those massive, massive extensions for three to four years. Let's go to Jacksonville. A year ago, they signed Brandon Scherf. Foley Olakan, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, they won a playoff game because they have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Mm -hmm. If I'm the Bears, I'm going to trade Justin Fields. I'm going to get as many picks as I can, and I'm going to go sign a whole bunch of really good players. This was the worst team in the NFL with Bryce Young, an improved team, and now knowing that you can have a rookie contract for the next four years, when I look at the totality of those variables, that gives me a better chance for sustained success. As it relates to Bryce Young, he is small. There is nothing getting away from that. And I'm typically like a big person guy. Like, I like Roethlisberger and Peyton and Herbert. Like, they're just built for success. Justin Her uh, Justin Fields is certainly built for success. But the one number that concerns me about him is 140. In the last two years combined, he has 140 sacks, 
interceptions and fumbles. And he's only played in 27 out of 34 games. Yep. And those are the facts. So the fumbles are kind of an issue. R- real quick, Carm, because yeah, I've workshopped my response for this moment many times. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, I totally understand the rookie contract thing. You know, been covering the NFL for a long time. My thing with Fields, though, is you're also resetting the development clock. And they've put two years into him. And as good as Bryce, and I think Bryce Young's going to be good too, despite the size. He's still going to be a rookie quarterback next year. So I still feel like you're really only gaining one year, if that makes sense. Because it's going to take one year for Bryce Young to get in there. And it's just all the work you put in with Justin Fields, and you're still optimistic about it, you lose that. Right. That's fair. But I would say throw all that aside, like over the next 10 years, like – those two quarterbacks will both have, in my opinion, good careers. I think one's going to have a better career. And I just think Bryce Young has a chance to be special because of his ability to get the ball down the field with incredible accuracy and anticipation. He did withstand the rigors of the SEC, which is not the NFL. But with a better offensive line, you know, we've seen players like Russell Wilson and Drew Brees have tremendous careers. And Justin Fields, to me, my concern is some of the things we're seeing in the NFL we saw at Ohio State. Now, it's a lot more good than bad because he can make plays that maybe two or three other people on the planet can make. I mean, his talent is – I was at his first practice at Ohio State and he ran by me. I thought to myself, like, Jacob Fromm must be Superman. Like, how in the world is yeah. Jacob Fromm keeping this guy on the bench in Georgia? So I see the ability with Justin Fields. And, you know, when I said that, it started the Sunday night after that. It was a weird day, you know, when Houston wound up winning the game against, like, the whole thing. Because everyone thought Houston would be on the clock, not Chicago. I'm like, <laughs> boy, this is going to be a really interesting debate because they're sort of different quarterbacks. Um both are really skilled, but they're a little bit like apples and oranges. Well, we have Lovey Smith to thank for that. We do, we do. I, I <laughs> guess right. I get super excited, like watching Bryce, and I've obviously, you know, been out of my state a million times with Justin. I'm trying to do the calculus. We had Ryan Paul sitting right here. You're 37 years old. You got your dream gig. Your your second year as a GM. You're gonna you're gonna make that move, even if you thought it was right. Like, yeah. how would you? Like, he say he called you up and advised, like, Hey, Mike, I'm thinking about doing this, but I'm also obviously a little bit worried because I'm I'm not God. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I would say, um, do you guys know who Ron Wolf is? Yes, sure. Yeah. Lo- yeah. yeah. I would, look, I've been privileged to work in the NFL for over two decades, run two teams, and been to championship games. Maybe the best day I had on the job, I can tell you exactly where it was. Ron Wolf called me up and said, hey, you got your team to the playoffs. I know how hard that is and the decisions you have to make. And, like, that call stayed with me for my entire life. And that's what I would say to Ryan. Like, Ryan, like, it doesn't matter what anybody else on the planet thinks. Like, you've earned the right for this job. You've paid your dues. Popular, unpopular, whatever you think in your heart of hearts is the best long decision for the Chicago Bears. Nothing else matters. And if it works out the way you think it is, it'll all pay off. And a great example is Jordan Love. Like, Green Bay trades up for Jordan Love. And Brian Gutekunst, if he was sitting here, hey, you traded up for a guy you believe in. Like, there's a lot of noise because that quarterback of yours, like, he can, you know, he creates noise every 10 minutes. But if you believe in Jordan Love, like, go with him. Yeah. When when you look at Jalen Hurts and the jump he made from year two to year three, yep. the numbers are actually very comparable for Jalen Hurts in his second year to Justin Fields. Apart from the rookie contract and resetting that, because that makes sense that I get that, do you think that Justin Fields can become every bit of the quarterback that we saw from Jalen Hurts this year? Yeah, I think his ceiling is good. Again, I, I'm Jalen Hurts deserves so much credit. And, again, we see the quarterback be a developmental position, like with Geno Smith, for example. Um 
I don't know if he could get to that level. And candidly, like, if you asked me this a year ago, I would say there's no way Jalen Hurts would get to that level. So right. as it relates to Justin Fields, I think he has room to grow and get better and be more consistent. But again, the, the turnovers and the proclivities to do that would definitely be a concern. He put the team around him, right? Like the Eagles did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing. Last thing I have for you, because I know you got to go. Um, with Bryce Young, as much as you like him, can you blame any GM for just being like, there's never been a first-round quarterback that's been 5'10 and under 200 pounds. Yeah. How are we going to take this guy first overall? Yeah, no, it's totally fair. I think Seneca Wallace was actually, like, the last quarterback. Now, we got to see what he weighs at all, but, like, yeah. it's been a while. Like, people bring up Doug Flutie. I think he's better than those guys. But, look, we are a height-weight-speed league. You know, the big man's going to win over time. So, I think those concerns are completely reasonable. I just believe in the player and his character and his ability. Last one, I know you got to go here. But, so, you picked Darrell Rivas, 14th overall. Hall of Famer. And that year, first pick is Jamarcus Russell. And guys miss on the QB all the time. We've argued on this show. Yeah. Like, how does Brock Purdy go last? What, what, what do you think people overdo on the quarterback? You also drafted Mark Sanchez, who, by the way, had the second most yards. And there's nothing wrong with that pick. And that's if you needed a quarterback. You Bear for life, Mark Sanchez. Exactly right. So, like, <laughs> I'm just curious, like, from your perspective, like, what do GMs miss on the QB? Why does a guy yeah. like you? Yeah, I, think, I think Jalen Hurts is a great example, which is the tape sets the floor and the character sets the ceiling. Jalen Hurts got beaten out at Alabama. Was good at Oklahoma, not great. Won the second round, not the first round. And by the way, like, we forget this. He was drafted after they gave Carson Wentz a massive extension. But Jalen Hurst's father is a high school coach, and he has unbelievable character. And that's not to say that some of the guys that don't make it have bad character, but, like, to be rare, to be special, to have, like, like, it's funny, we talked about Ryan Poles. Like, you need to have, like, rare mental toughness and resiliency to be a head coach, a GM, a quarterback, and, like, almost just block it out in a way that's really hard to do. You see my get up all over ESPN. Mike Tannenbaum, thanks for making some time. We'll send you some Lou Mouse. Deal. Okay. <laughs> then we got that on record. <laughs> thanks, Mike. And there it is, Mike Tannenbaum uh, taking the time to join the show, which we really appreciate. I tried to kind of pin him down on... It's just such a – he's saying trade fields, and I just think it's such a tough calculus for Ryan Poles to actually do that, even if he thinks it's the right move. I, I, I can't believe that of the quarterbacks that we have now, right, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Levis, if this was Caleb Williams, I could understand his viewpoint, right, because Caleb Williams coming out next year is probably the best prospect I think the NFL has seen in a while. So I could understand that if that was for Caleb Williams, but for any of these quarterbacks, especially what Justin Fields was able to do last year – with a lack of offensive line, no number one receiver. I mean, there's a lot of other teams out there that would love Justin Fields. And I think guys around the league, like, think about it. When the Eagles played, Brandon Graham, Hargrave, all those guys were talking about how dynamic Justin Fields were. Other coaches always talk about him. I, I just don't understand his take on that. I, it's it's a super bold bold comment. By the way, this uh, I think you're Will Dewitt and That's you're me. Nicholas Moriano. <laughs> Bragg's gone, Ho gone, Willie style. Uh, so we're, we're upgrading on the show. Will's been at uh, about eight thousand of the combine interviews. Uh, I do have a, a super chat that just came in from Brandon about this yeah, whole sure. uh, uh, Tannebaum interview. Uh, kind of. He says, do, do you think there would be any wisdom in trading down enough times this year to get three or more first-round picks next year to give Fields one more year to prove it, and if not, move up for Williams? I feel like, personally, the most the Bears can acquire in this draft, even if they trade back twice, three times, would be two additional first-round picks in addition to their own. So they could have three in their pocket 
entering next offseason, which would be great. I think I mentioned on the show before, having that kind of capital allows everybody in this league to be on the table. Nobody's off limits. You can go trade for anybody if you wanted that top-tier bona fide wide receiver one. If you have three first-round picks, you can literally trade for anybody. Well, and, and Nick, you and Corey have both been saying that the – one main thing they have to do this year is to absolutely find out without an ounce of a doubt whether or not the guy is Justin Fields. Like, you have to give him the weapons or else it's just... I mean, I think that's the ideal scenario. You upgrade and you have enough capital next year as well. Yeah, if the Bears come out of this 2023 season not knowing what Justin Fields is, it's an absolute failure. They cannot have that be in that situation and just have uncertainty at the quarterback position. So... You get him the weapons, you get him the offensive lineman, you get him a number one wide receiver so that when you're at the end of this season, however it ends in terms of wins and losses, you know going forward, you know that this guy, Justin Fields, is going to be the franchise. Or like we're saying, we got the draft capital. Now you you have an option to go get maybe a Caleb Williams or something like that. But that's a necessity. Yeah. You need to know what Justin Fields can do as a passer yeah. in 2023. If not, complete disaster. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a failure this offseason if they don't address that number one receiver in the offensive line. Obviously, people people went crazy yesterday. They're like, are you kidding me? We got defensive line. We're going to address those positions, but I feel like the non-negotiables are the number one receiver and offensive mm-hmm. line. You got to figure out what, what the ceiling on Justin Fields is. You got to know exactly what he can when he has the weapons. I feel confident that he will perform when he has that number one receiver in that offensive line. But you have to give it to him. In my opinion, I think Poles left him out to dry last year. You know, not having that offensive line solidified, not having a true number one. um, You know, I think Justin Fields did a lot with a little. And it was unbelievable to see him run. But going back to his college days, He's always been a pocket passer. Yeah. He had to run last year. I think that's what people are failing to realize. They just watch the tape and they say, oh, he, he can't do anything but run. But you look at all the evaluators, all of his strengths were his ability to pass in the pocket. So I think when you get him that offensive line, number one receiver, we'll see the Justin Fields that we've seen from high school mm-hmm. and college come to fruition in the NFL. And really, too, real quick, one of those 8,000 interviews that I was a part of here this <laughs> week, Brandon Joseph, he played at Northwestern, he played at Notre Dame, and they asked him, hey, who is the best quarterback you faced this year? And he didn't hear the this year part for about a second. He said, Justin, and then pause. Like, oh, you meant this year. Yeah. And then he mentioned C.J. Stroud. But that's someone that he hasn't played Justin Fields in a couple of years, and immediately that was the first quarterback that came to mind when they said the best quarterback that you faced. And he didn't catch that qualifier, but for for him to have, I don't know, Justin on top of mind, I think should be a, a pretty encouraging sign for Bears fans. That, that's super interesting when it comes to Brandon Joseph because Northwestern played them in the Big Ten championship yep. game and actually kept him in pretty much in check. It's it's true, yeah. At least for the first half, yep. for sure. Joseph had that pick yeah. in the game. Right, so for him to say that speaks to, I guess, the level that, that that defense was playing at in his mind to be able to control him. True. Exactly. And look, look how he bounced back against Trevor Lawrence when they played Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. in my opinion, I think he outperformed him there. But Justin Fields is the real deal. I think he can be a top five quarterback if you give him those weapons and solidify the offensive line and we have a better, better defensive line that can pass rush and stop the run. I think the sky is the limit for him, honestly. I, I think he's a, he's a rising star in this league. Well, that, and that's the other side of the this, conversation to the diehard Bears fan out there right now who's like, what do you mean he's got to figure it out? Well, we do need to see like a string of 300-yard passing games where where he's looking comfortable in the pocket to get to the level where the Bears can win a Super Bowl, which you haven't seen yet. 
You know, too. Uh, no one's saying he can't do it, but you, we got to see it. You know, the 300 pass, I know he hasn't done that yet, right? He hasn't done that in the NFL, but if he's going to work in the ability to run and be efficient in the passing game for, you know, maybe it gets 250 and he's getting 75 yards on the ground, that's still, you know, over 300 total yards of offense there. Mm-hmm. And, and if he's looking efficient as a passer, I think. I think Bears fans can live with that. I know that he'll always get knocked down like, oh, how many 300-yard passing games does Justin Fields have? And it might not be the number that you would like to see, but I think, again, if he could just show that he can trust these, the, the line, he can go through his reads, make the right pass, keep the offense out there, score points ultimately, Bears fans are going to love that. And oh, yeah. I think Justin Fields getting the, the right talent around him can show the, his best attributes as a passer. And I was talking to a couple of people yesterday who covered the Dallas Cowboys for the team, and they were asking, like, what are our plans to build around Justin? And they said, who do you even have at wide receiver other than Chase Claypool? That was the oh, only gosh. name. Yeah. that they. And I said Darnell Mooney, and even then was like, eh. And so, <laughs> right. like, the perception around the league is, like, there are still a lot of no names surrounding Justin. Yep. So, uh, to everyone's point here, you just have to continue to build around him. I believe the Bears brass mentioned that this week. That is a priority for them, too. Uh, so, I'm excited to see them get to work here in a couple of weeks. So, so, guys, do you think Jalen Hurts this past year was a top-five quarterback? Yes. Top-five? Yeah. So, I how many times did he have over 300 yards? Probably, probably he not threw that many. For 3,200 total. So yeah, I, so probably not many, right? And he's a yeah. top five quarterback. And I think Justin Fields is going to be a better version of Jalen Hurts. And this is no disrespect to him, but I think Justin Fields is a more talented passer. I think he, he's a better runner. Um, it's just a matter of getting him those weapons in the offensive line. So Jalen Hurts is the top five quarterback. Justin Fields can be a top five quarterback. And you don't have to throw it over 300 all the time. It's how efficient you are, throwing touchdowns, being able to run. So I think people always think, oh, it's got to be over 300 yards, but it's how efficient you are and not turning the football over. And I think Justin Fields can do all those things. He only had four games of 300 or more yards, and two of them came in the first three weeks of the season. So really good point there, Woot. Okay. We are – I think we've talked this one to death, but I do want to add in one more just – about the calculus of being Ryan Poles. There was a video around yesterday where, which showed Bryce Young walking through the convention <laughs> center. Was sitting. And, and when, when it was pointed out to me by Greg Braggs, and you all saw it, it had 2 million views because he looked like he, <laughs> you know, uh, he, like he was 5'5", five five or whatever. He looked incredibly small. So, and people are just mocking him, basically, which is not nice and, and 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 wrong and there are videos on of of, <laughs> of cars on highways and 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 of <laughs> and of and a uh, whatever you would call that uh an oh. RC car? And a, yeah, I don't even know. A that remote is. control car next to a real car Dang. and that's you know that's Bryce Young. My point is that it's really risky for Ryan Poles to do that. Like, didn't you know that this guy was going to get hurt, dummy? If that's what if he goes and does it and he does get hurt, that's what they'll say. But it, it, to Mike's point, it, like, hey man, do what you think is right. You can't listen to anything. I don't know, man. Like, you have to have people in your inner circle who you trust, and you have to have somebody that you can bounce these things off. You can't be completely on your own. I, I would think. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta. Have an, I, I, I can't just do this completely in a vacuum by myself. But all right, let's let's go on to some of the guys you've you've uh, been watching. Well, and one of them is Tyree Wilson, who uh, is somebody who can get to the quarterback. You and you and Woot want to uh, sort of <laughs> duke heads it out. on it. Yeah. But yeah, so we're duking it out. Uh, you guys can just like wave the flag now because <laughs> yeah, no. I'll be laid out on this table. But I think everyone knows. Like I have been leaning. 
closer to Tyree Wilson over the last couple of weeks. And when I saw him walked up to the podium yesterday, his length, his size, his demeanor, who he is as a person, how he was talking up the Bears organization. I mean, obviously you can lobby to be that first overall pick. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, But I just like what I see out of him. Obviously, he doesn't have as much production as Will Anderson, maybe not as much of you know that explosiveness off the yep. ball as we've mentioned to Woot, uh, but I still believe he can be a player that can come in and fits that mold exactly uh, what the Bears have been saying. If they mean what they say, yeah. that length means so much at exactly. that position, that he is a guy that, to me, could stand out above the crowd where Will Anderson's that tweener. But yeah. I know for you, yeah. I don't think Anderson's size is a problem. No, I think in this Tampa 2 scheme, I've been talking about it. Like, Simeon, Simeon Rice is a great example, right? Rod Marinelli, my coach for the Bears, coached him in Tampa. And he showed so many examples. Simeon Rice, I don't even know if he was 235 pounds. Like, he was wow. light. Mm-hmm. He was going against Jonathan Ogden, uh, Walter Jones, two of the best left tackles to play. And he stonewalled them on run plays because of that penetration and that get-off. That's what I'm saying. In this scheme, it's so unique. You don't have to be 290 pounds. You don't have to be Julius Peppers to be able to stop the run. It's your get-off that does everything. And going back to the point about Tyree Wilson, I'm really intrigued by him, right? I think Mm -hmm. his athleticism is there. I think his length is great. But to me, the get-off for me is is the main negative. When I look at him and Will Anderson getting off the ball, Will Anderson is off the ball before anybody. And all the great pass rushers, it's, it's hard to learn that over time, how to get off. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just something that you naturally do, right? And Will Anderson has done that from the high school days all the way to college. His get-off, he's the first one off the ball. Tyree Wilson is a little slow off the ball, in my opinion. You know, I think he makes up for it with his athleticism. Sure. But in this league, you can't make up for a slow first step, right? And I don't think he's going to be able to learn that. And I, I told you, I think he projects to the left side. Will Anderson's going to be a right end. And I think Tyree Wilson is going to be that five to eight sack type of guy. And I think Will Anderson's going to be that double digit consistently every year. So for me, that's why I would favor Will Anderson over Tyree Wilson. But I think Tyree Wilson, it depends on who his coach is to get the best out of him to be that because he has a lot of potential. But a lot of times guys don't tap into their potential because of their coaching. I know Iberflu specifically is someone that has been looked uh, at upon the league as a player's coach that yep. can develop some of these guys, so that excites me. Uh, but that's why you're the expert, because I was sitting here thinking he can learn some of that burst, like over time, keep yep. working on that, get exactly. to the weight room, coaching technique. But if that is something that has a much steeper learning curve yeah. than maybe my perspective, again, your knowledge of the yeah. game and just your familiarity of actually playing it at this level takes a lot of stock t- to me. Yep. Uh, so I appreciate you sharing that. I actually want to share a quote from Will Anderson yesterday and get your thoughts on it. It's real simple. He loves to, quote, get on the edge and go. Yeah, that's what you love. You want the guys just to get off the ball. Uh, that That's something with Kalaja Kansi, too, the defensive tackle, three technique, that mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's the most talented pass rushing defensive tackle in this draft right now over Jalen Carter, right? I, I think he is. It's all about the get off. So for me, when I look at tape, I'm looking at that initial get off. Yeah, and obviously Corey, hand usage and all that. You, I mean, you showed me those videos yesterday while we were at dinner. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's time to go back to the film room and just see what this guy's all about. But the get off, like you mentioned, it's impressive. So yeah, that's what you want to see in this Tampa two scheme. Some of the other s- schemes, like obviously, everybody wants to get off. But it's not as crucial. In this Tampa 2 scheme, it relies on the get-off. And especially as a three-technique, if, if uh, you know, Kalijah Kansi was in there, I mean, his get-off alone, mm-hmm. setting edges, getting penetration in the backfield, that's what disrupts everything. The three-technique is the engine that runs this Tampa 2. You look at Warren Sapp, Tommy Harris, Henry Melton, 
Those are all the mm-hmm. talented guys that really made this defense flourish. And you're just making my childhood just like go through my head right now, <laughs> making me real happy. One other question I had that kind of came to mind as you were talking, and I was going through my notes from yesterday. So Miles Murphy, yeah. he mentioned that in high school he was a left-handed pitcher who could throw like 90 miles per hour. Which, right? That's pretty insane, that's by the nuts. way. Like, yeah. the, so the, why is he not playing baseball? <laughs> like, that, that surprised me. He said 80 to 90, so maybe yeah. he hit 90 like one time. But as like a defensive tackle and being like left-handed, does that give you an advantage by like having the strength like opposite than maybe most of the other guys up front? Yeah, well, I think, I think naturally most guys love the left side, naturally, right, when they first get into because you're using that left hand and then your right hand is your rip. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so usually yeah. for him being uh, – like. I I've seen him play on both sides, right, especially on that right side. He's really good. So I think something with that, you know, being amb- ambidextrous or mm-hmm. being able to use that left side really, really helps out a lot of guys. So what are your thoughts on Miles Murphy? He's, he's somebody I've studied, and I'm, I like him. I, I, I like him a lot, and in my opinion, I think it stacks up for me. Will Anderson, Miles Murphy then Tyree Wilson. Okay. Yeah. All right. Obviously, Wilson's a little higher on me, but Murphy is a player that I've also talked about in this podcast is that I'm very intrigued by. I Mm -hmm. think he fits that mold pretty well in terms of like a 4-3 defensive end that can fit in this Tampa 2. There were times where I thought like his motor was kind of not where I would like it to see, and I know Eberflus and Poles talk about players that play with that effort, that passion. You want to see it on film, and there were times with Murphy I saw it, and there are times I did it, and the, the, the times I did not is what kind of does concern me, but right. I do buy into what I see yeah. in the positives. Yeah, I love his hand usage, especially mm-hmm. off the edge. Uh, that's what I really look at for the college guys. Like years ago when Nick Bosa was coming out, um, him and Rashawn Gary were a lot of comparisons, right? Rashawn Gary went to Michigan, Nick Bosa, and they're like, what, how do these stack up? I said, Rashawn Gary has all the talent, right? But Nick Bosa is talented, and he's a, he has NFL-type hands. So that's what mm. I look for, the guys that's hands are ready. Because sometimes you can learn hand usage, but usually the guys that have the get-off and the hand usage from college, that usually translates to a great career. And that's when I see a guy like Miles Murphy. Um, Jared Verse is a guy, I'm surprised he stayed in college. Mm-hmm. You know, he was probably going to be potentially the third or fourth end picked and somebody said he stayed back for an NIL deal that was in the hundred thousands. I'm like, uh, dude, that's another zero short of <laughs> yeah, what you're making in the NFL here. <laughs> but but why, I don't understand whoever's advising him. Why ever, if you were a top 15 pick, why you'd ever go back to college, unless the NIL deal was 30 million dollars? Yeah, <laughs> unless it, yeah <laughs> because you're talking about there. fully guaranteed. And this right. is this is football. We're not talking about basketball, right? Your likelihood sure. of injury is, is very high in football especially playing the defensive line position. So I, I really don't understand that. Corey, real quick, what, what do you think about Lucas Van Ness? Not, you know, yeah. obviously being an Iowa guy, yeah. but what do you think about his game and what he no, can do? I, I like, man, he's a genetic freak too, mm-hmm. strong as an ox. Those Iowa guys, man, I'll tell you what. They're, they're, they're built different. They're, they're built different, man. Uh, he's right. been buzzing a lot. I, I really have been watching this film. He's very quick. He's got really good strength. Um, I feel like he has to develop a little more as a pass rusher. Still pretty raw at the yeah. position, I would even say. But I, yeah. I, I love him in the run, run defense. But I think pass rushing is where he comes a little short. But I think he's going to blow up this combine. He's going to run mm-hmm. a good time. He's going to he's going to bench press probably 35 reps of 225. Um, so I think he'll probably be a, a f- late first or second round pick. But I, I think the upside is there for him. But pass rushing wise, I don't think he's there yet. Corey Wooten, Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano, yours truly, Mark Carmen here with you for about 15 more minutes. Let me just tell you about ComEd and their energy efficiency program. I got a quick I have a question for you uh, coming back with okay. all the names we just threw out. So just uh, 
letting you know what's coming right after we talk about ComEd, which is committed uh, to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve, manage energy usage, and lower your energy bills now and into the future. ComEd's offering a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers. That is you. This is what you got to do. Visit ComEd.com. Comment.com slash powering biz. Do that now and to start saving money right now and energy as well. You're getting more money in your wallet and you are giving back as well. It's a beautiful thing. Comment's doing this for you. And to start a project, you can call them 855 433 2700. Or for more information, go to business at comment.com or public sector at comment.com. Before you get to that question mark, I have to tell everybody about Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you never thought you could? Yep. 50-yard line? Yep. Courtside? Yep. Behind home plate? Mm-hmm. Floor seats at a concert? Of Love course. It. It's possible <laughs> with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets, Blackhawks tickets, because Game Time is created by the fans. For the fans, and it guarantees the lowest price. And if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Okay, so the Jalen Carter news broke yesterday. He went home to Georgia. He met with the law enforcement officials. He posted $4,000 bond. He came back here today. He's having interviews. We went through it at the start of the show. If he tells you everything that you want to hear, if you're the Bears and how he's incredibly contrite and he's moving forward and he's getting help and all of that. So, and I, in this scenario that I'm throwing out in this hypothetical, karmathetical, if you will. Karmathetical. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts just decide, despite what Chris Baller, their GM, said yesterday, that, you know, hey, maybe we can get our QB at four. Maybe we don't need to trade up. Maybe that doesn't have to happen. Maybe he's just being incredibly coy right there trying to drive the price down. He absolutely has to move up to number one. And he overpays to the Bears. He gives you the four. He gives you the, a number one next year. He gives you a two this year. He gives you everything you need. Buckner. So your, your best, yeah, you, sure, fine. I'll take Bugner too. And so but actually take him out of it because I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to fill any positions. Yeah. I'm not filling any positions. I'm saying that you are at four and Will Anderson is gone. Who are you taking? I'm trading back. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not the, that's not the exercise. The exercise is you're at four and yeah. you have no real good options on trading back for whatever reasons. You're at four. Anderson's gone. Who are you taking on March the second. So, so how is our offensive line situation? It's right. It's exactly how it is exactly right now. So is. they just ignored it in free agency. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, they, they, right? They they did not. They Mike McGlinchey signed elsewhere. They didn't want to meet the price. They they did nothing sexy. Yeah, I don't want McGlinchey anyway. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that sounds great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would say I'm I'm looking honestly at Skaronski at four at four. Yeah, wow. if we if we haven't addressed that, right? I am. I'm looking at that because that's that's a need that we. We need an offensive line, especially if we haven't figured out that situation. I would personally, like like Nick said, trade back again, but mm-hmm. that's not a scenario for what you're saying. I can't touch. I can't touch Jalen Carter. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even yeah, before, I don't care what he comes back here and says. And so, who's your works. best player on the board for the Bear, period Bears? It 
Well, I mean, I already laid my yeah, hand out there right now, and I'm not going to be wishy-washy despite someone yeah. trying to push me in the other direction <laughs> so right now. Tyree. I would take Tyree. Is Miles Murphy a top five pick for you? I, I, don't, I don't think he's a top five. Yeah. I, I think if we traded back to, like, Carolina or potentially later than that, maybe we'd um, – but, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he's up there yet. But I know, I know they're saying Skaronsky or whatever, but I think he's the most for sure prospect we've seen at offensive line. Mm-hmm. And even though oh, you might be reaching him, I don't think so because I think he's going to be a guy that starts for 12 to 15 years in this league and plays at a high level. Well, he's not reaching with those. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, Chet, feel free to weigh in. Who would you take it for? Are you, yeah, are you taking Carter? Or who's your next option as a, a player that the Bears would absolutely have to take it for if they had no trade options? I've seen a lot of Skaronskis. Um, there's a Miles Murphy at four. Nick? Which, by the way, this, this plays into my ultimate point on yesterday, which I wrote about at allchgo.com. I do think it changes the calculus on the Bears trading down uh, if they weren't already going to do that. Because if you are prioritizing mm-hmm. learning the last piece of Justin Fields and you are interested, uh, if, if you were balancing, well, we really need somebody who can wreck, a, wreck an offense in Jalen Carter, but now we can't take him. Well, maybe it's, it's that much more comfortable to go to seven and or nine and draft Skaronsky or the other offensive tackle, whose name is escaping me right now, which is not right. Who's got me? Anybody? For the, Paris. Paris yeah, Paris. Paris. Paris, right. So maybe that just makes the most sense. for. The, I mean, if you were going to bet on what the Bears were going to do today, maybe that makes the most sense. But would, would y'all agree? But but having uh, is that reaching for Skaronsky, a guy that's going to be a day one starter? That's going to be you know what I mean? Like people, but, say, you'll well, be, but you're probably going to get more. I'm saying if you go down to seven or nine, and then you can yeah. take him there. Yeah, that's for true. sure. For sure. Yeah, I, w- I would trade back again if if you could. Um, right. But yeah, you got you got to solidify. I just feel like there's so many different pass rushers that are going to be available in the second or third round that are really talented, like Foskey from uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame yeah, mm-hmm. really okay. like him. His motor, he plays the run really well. He could be a day one starter in the second round. And I think there's a, Will McDonald's another talented pass rusher. Yep. Um, didn't, he, didn't he lead the, the uh, Iowa State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's, yep. Yeah, he's a talented pass rusher as well. Um, the guy from TCU, uh, Felix uh, Uzoma, mm-hmm. really talented pass rusher, motor, hands. So there's going to be some guys that are available in that second to third round. For me, it's offensive line and D tackle that are going to be hard to find this year in free agency in the yep. draft. Guys, it's such an interesting situation that the Bears are in because going into this NFL scouting combine, you kind of had you had the two top defensive players there, right, that you're thinking this is who the Bears are probably going to take. One gets taken off, probably off their board with, with Carter. And, you know, Will Anderson can easily go to number three to the Cardinals. And now, yep. now we're in this new situation that – you have to you have to consider like is it Skaronsky at four? How can they get two trade backs now? Mm. It's it's an interesting offseason for the Bears, and I again it's uh, probably a wrinkle in their plans because a three tech Carter what he could have looked like in this Bears defense would have been pretty great. I have a super chat from Alex Ahonen. What's uh, up, Alex? Four ninety nine. Uh, he's kind of about this. He says if the Bears would take Carter later in the draft. They should take him in the top five. Uh, it's not more morally defensible to draft him at 15 than at four. I actually agree with that. If if you won't take him at four, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I'd take him. Period. Then, then with, you're with, then with you're not taking him. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just not taking him at, at any. Um, for that, unless unless he. 
Unless he fell to like the second or third round, then at that point, <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you got to do it at that point. What a hypocrite! <laughs> but not first round. For, for I, I am hypocritical. Yes, <laughs> just like George Pickens last year, right? Second hey. round, I, I, you had to pull the trigger on him. They should have. The talent was too. Talent good. was there. And that's the thing too. Like some teams gonna do that because yeah. if he falls far, far enough. He's still the one of the best players in the draft. Yeah. If, if he falls in the second round, I don't think that's going to happen. But if he did, you would have to pull the trigger on that car. There's just like a point where the risk and then like the talent like right, just overlap. The and guaranteed can, money is not trigger. there. So it's not like exactly. you're making an initial investment. Um, as long as he's cleared of everything and, and all that. So That's um, actually a really good point about the money. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think that makes yeah. sense. I have one more super chat I want to hit about sort of uh, Carter related um, from Jacob P., uh, he says, can we talk about the, in uh, parentheses here, lack of, in parentheses, mentorship, given there was a 24-year-old UGA staffer with him? Uh, does that data point make you feel slightly different about the situation? And he's, he's saying the Bears will have better leaders in, in yeah. the front office. I wonder if it was a guy that, like, played and was, like, a fifth or six-year guy that was, like, a – you know, sometimes when guys get injured, they're, like, GA roles for the mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. We had a couple guys like that at North. I wonder if it was something like that. Like, he knew him over – Created a, that created a position yeah, for someone. It, it was a woman. Uh, oh, it was a woman. The, okay. In the other car, yes. That okay. unfortunately passed away. So yeah, mm. I think I think that's definitely a little concerning that someone with the staff was was doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an unfortunate situation um, that, that people had to lose their lives over it. Um, over over something. You know, we we just had some. Uh, what do we call it? Carm. What what what? Carm. Carmism. Carmathetical. Carmathetical. Which is. Well, yeah. I have a super chat from Chris. Uh, so maybe this is a Chris Chrisethetical. <laughs> can we pick Bryce Young at one and trade him during the draft? Is that even? Can you make trades? Yeah, the, the Philip Rivers Eli Manning comes yeah. to mind as like uh, the the, uh, the one time I've seen it happen in my lifetime. Boy, wouldn't that? But wouldn't I think that's usually explode. not the norm. No, I, <laughs> no, no, not at all. You're just holding like ransom and hostage. Like, all right, who yeah, wants and then, him? And then nobody wants him, and you're like, you're stuck with. And oh, you're stuck. <laughs> so we didn't find a <laughs> trade partner. Well, yeah. Braggs keeps saying, just take. It. Hey, listen, just, just, just draft Bryce Young, and if if Justin doesn't work out, then you have him. Basically, do what the Packers do with Jordan Love, and do it with the number one overall pick, which they're not going to do, yeah. but they. It's something they could do. They're I don't agree with that. I mean, you're wasting your – not wasting, but you're using your first-round pick on a quarterback that could have gone to helping Justin Fields, which is now off the it would, equation. It would yeah. be insane. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would be – If they want to take Hendon Hooker in the fourth round if he's still available, yeah. then that's yeah. different, which uh, I don't think he'll be there. Oh, did you bring up Braggs? Because he threw a super chat. Oh, he did. He did. Oh. He's sitting at another table. I he's, wonder is if he's – he about he's, to do a podcast? Is yeah, he getting – Is did he weasel? Uh, did oh, he get – Is he making an appearance? Uh, he might be making an appearance. Sports, uh, Greg Bragg, God Jr. love him. He's a bricklayer. <laughs> yeah, look at him. He's doing a podcast. That's well, awesome. He also is throwing super chats your way, saying, "Carm uh, says it, it, at one moment he says it's not nice to mock Bryce Young. Also, Carm, Greg, you're fat. Wait, what? Oh wow! <laughs> that you're making fun oh, of him. Oh wow! Just, just, mm-hmm. just. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, What's that about? I, I, I mean, I probably called him fat at some point to try to get back hey, at him for something, and that's not right. Shaming a man? Come on! So, no, it's wrong. It's, just to, it's age, totally man. wrong. I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> on, I mean, bro. the guys, you know, obviously come over the top on me a zillion times, but that's no excuse. I got to point the thumb. I shouldn't do that. I got to be better than that. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the chat. 
Yes. I was going to ask, can I ask the question that uh, Alex Austin, the Oregon State corner, was asked? And I want to see your guys' answer. Please. I know. I already know. You already it, know, so, so you're you, out. You guys got to answer. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it. sure you're going to get it right. Uh, so he had to choose. The question was if you were a fruit, are you an apple or are you an orange? And why? This is asked to a NFL prospect. Yes. And they want to see how you answer. Okay. He answered right, by the way. And he I'll explain right. why. He answered right. He okay. did. There is a correct answer here. Okay, I'm going to say an, an orange. Why so? Because you have a cover that All can right. protect you. All right. Um, keeps, keeps things from being dirty in there. Uh, <laughs> and I think oranges are grown all year. Oh, yeah. okay. that's, a, that's a good rationale. Yeah, like apples are seasonal. Oranges are all year round. Like Florida a, makes okay. yeah, that, yeah. That, that makes a lot of right. sense. Mark? I'm going orange as well, but I was more doing it about the, the layered <laughs> picking of the orange, and there's just, there's different parts of me that I like to incorporate into becoming the whole me. But I, you don't, it's uh, What's it? I'm not just I don't I don't like the bunchiness of an apple as being one whole thing. Like I like the, I like the separation of an orange. All right, so you're both wrong. You're supposed to be an apple. He, oh. said, he told the team, and he didn't specify which team it was, but he's an apple because he's solid to the core. And they'd really like that answer. And they said, you're right. And they told him because oranges are soft, once you kind of peel away that skin, you're just kind of soft underneath and squishy. So he's solid to the core, so he's an apple. So, so Woot. So I don't, I don't have a right point about. I know that, you made some point. great that's points point about, about it. Orange. orange can go all day, like though. You don't have to eat it instantly. It doesn't go get brown this in five is one seconds. Of those that questions. sucks. It, there's, there's no right answer. I think it's how you explain it. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're trying I to get to. I think it is, to see, see how you're going to use your critical thinking skills. to And creativity. That was awesome yeah. there. Corey, did you, do you remember any odd, crazy questions during your you know, combine experience? <laughs> oh, that so, face immediately. Yeah, so <laughs> Chris Korosek, uh, he's the D-line coach for San Francisco, and I, he coached me uh, when I was at Detroit. And he's one of the guys that'll that'll rip you, you know, kind of old school like Marinelli. Um, so he would show my worst plays out there, and uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, this is not going to get it done. This, you're, you're awful in this rep. You th you think this is NFL ready? You think you can you can make a team with this?" And I was like, "Yeah." Well, I was like, well, "The next play, I had a sack fumble," and he's like, "Oh, wait, you think you just out talk me?" I was like, "No, nah, everybody <laughs> has bad plays, but it's how you respond and bounce back or whatever." And he. Kind of didn't say anything. That's a great job. But they, they just try to rip you. They want to see how you're going to react when you have – I'm like, I grew up in New Jersey, man. I had coaches that called me every name in a book in high school. Like, my high school coaches were worse than any other coach I've had. You wow. Know? <laughs> so when I went to college and, and the coaches were yelling at me, all, all the guys that were stars for the high school were like, man, the coach is yelling at me. I was like, this is <laughs> that, yelling? That ain't nothing. <laughs> I said, he's yelling at you. He's not calling you names. <laughs> and then – um. Yeah, other guys, you know, I met with Tomlin and Steelers. He was super casual, you know, fa family life. Oh, you're from North Jersey. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. And that's how a lot of the guys were. And then um, met with the Patriots. Um, actually, after the combine, went to there, was talking with Belichick, super cool guy. He was like, yeah, love, love what you've done at Northwestern. You know, really smart guy. You know, uh, you, know you kind of passed the test. So they have a test out there where they uh, draw up a play, right? And they're like, okay, you got it? And they're like, race it. Like, draw up this play right now. Mm. Every position. Tell me what everybody does. Oh, wow. Because they want to see that you understand what the defensive linemen do, what the mm -hmm. linebackers, what the safeties, corners. 
because um, that's what the Patriots want, intelligent guys that For understand sure. schemes. Um, met with Patricia, and he was another one trying to rip me, showing the bad plays and, and all that Doesn't stuff. Doesn't surprise me, um, Patricia. But, yeah, I, they just want to see how you're going to react. You know, I talked about it yesterday. They said something about Des Bryant's mom and, and her past, and I, I – you know, it's it, it's a shame that sometimes they bring up stuff that he can't control. Mm-hmm. But I basically they want to see because other people are probably going to ask a similar question and they're going to see how you react to things, right? How you can handle your emotions and and things like that. Um, it's unfortunate sometimes when they dig too deep for mm-hmm. some guys, but uh, I think ultimately, especially when it comes to a first round uh, talent. That's a lot of guaranteed money that you're a lot invested for, by these teams picking whatever player yeah. it is. They just want to make sure they they got it right. Yeah, you know? that's what we were talking about, Lawrence, about the Jalen Carter thing, yeah. right? First round, that's a lot of investment for a guy that you may be unsure of his character. In the second round, that's a no brainer, right? Because there's a certain amount of guaranteed money, just a signing bonus. But at that point, if he doesn't pan out or he's trouble, you can cut him, you can trade him, you have options at there. So if Jalen Carter was available in the second round. The Bears, the Bears, would, they, they got to take it. Yeah, we, we actually just got a super chat from Willie about this uh, $5. Thanks, Willie Beeman. says, uh, does Jalen Carter fall past the first round? If he does, I take him round two, says Willie. And he says, also, should we consider drafting an O-lineman after trading back? I don't know if you want to finish the Jalen Carter part first yeah. here and then. Does he fall out of the first round? Um, no one knows. Yeah. Yeah. Really so really. But, yeah. you know, in, do you take him, though, in round two? And you're saying yes to that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. But I don't think he'll fall out of the first round just because it's misdemeanors. I feel like if there was felonies on, on the line, I think uh, it would be a no-brainer for everyone to say, no, nah, we got to pass on him. But I, I feel like, honestly, the fact that it's a misdemeanor, teams will feel a lot better. Um, but I think what the Bears are trying to do and how they're trying to build their team, I think that's a hard no different in the pos- first round. Different position, but uh, Johnny Menzel went, what, 22 yeah. to the Browns? Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been the last guy I would have ever taken considering everything he had going on off the field. True. So he went in the first round. So I, Browns. If I was going to say, that, that's the Browns for you, though. Yeah, yeah. Rev, for sure. But there's – I guess oh, the fact that, that two people's lives were lost, like it's a little bit different than just, just getting in trouble, like drinking or, you know, true, like that. Yeah, no true. You know, sometimes if you say, oh, they're just, you know, kids are being kids, you know, they're having fun partying. There's a lot of ways that you can kind of trick yourself into yeah. finding a way to say it's okay. Yeah, ju- the justification process here for Jalen Carter, it's going to be a steep one for someone. Uh, he was talking about the O line, right? Oh, yeah, good point. Yes, the rest of that question was about the O-line. Is there, if you do trade back, is there O-line you're looking at? I think we sort of addressed that Yeah, the Skaronsky. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I, I know people are very critical about the measurables of his arms, but Rashawn Slater, who came out two years earlier, it, they criticized him on his arms. He was a pro bowler. Uh, his, his rookie year was arguably one of the best tackles in the game. He got hurt this year, unfortunately. But I think it's the same thing. Like, very technical, has great feet. He's going to be a guy that is a staple for, for 12 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you want in there. And sometimes people say, well, that's not the sexy pick. I like Paris Johnson because his arms are longer and he's, he's bigger. But I'm like, Skaronsky's technique. That's in, in this league, especially offensive line, technique is the biggest thing that separates the, the good players from the great players. Right? See, that's the one thing I've learned sitting next to you in the last, like, 30, 40 minutes was – you know, sometimes we get caught up at this time of year about all those measurables, but it's all about the technique, the yeah. foundation that they have, and that can overcome some of those physical limitations. And mm-hmm. I mean, you play the position. Did you care if an offensive lineman's arms are a little shorter oh, or longer? No, like Jason Peters, right, who, who played for the Bears, what was it, last year or two years ago? Mm-hmm. Last year, yeah. Yeah, but when he's Don't in Philly, when he's in Philly, 
arguably one of the most talented offensive tackles, right? 6'3", 6'4", if he's lucky. Very short arms, super athletic, strong. Um, I've never seen anyone pick up Julius Peppers, and Jason Peters did that. So, um, you know, people were saying about his arm size. It doesn't matter, honestly. If, if your technique is there, I mean, you, you, you could play in this league at a high level, and I think that's what separates guys. But a guy like Tyree Wilson, like you're talking about, if his guy – I mean, if he really taps into that, he could be a mm-hmm. great player, right? But it's if he does, right? I'd rather have a proven commodity, a guy like Skaronsky, talking about him and Paris Johnson, right? Paris Johnson's ceiling might be a little bit higher, but Skaronsky is already NFL ready to play. And and he could he could play left tackle. He could play guard if he need. He can do anything. The Bears need those kind of guys. There you go. Ready to play exactly. right now, can make an immediate impact. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, the Bears radio play-by-play voice in a second here. But a couple of guys that you were on, Will, that piqued your interest a little bit. One of them was J.L. Skinner, who's coming out of Boise State. Safety. Um, I talked to to a different Boise State guy today whose name is escaping me. I'll, I'll... try to pull it while you give this answer but he he was talking about the turf and how it plays exactly the same even though the color's the same different smurf turf yeah exactly smurf <laughs> turf and 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 this dude uh had talked to the bears probably amongst everybody else but jl skinner yeah so obviously i think all of us know today with it being defensive backs and it being such a low priority for the bears right now you're just kind of looking for guys that you can bring in and potentially develop so once eddie jackson perhaps his time's over can kind of step in and i don't know if skinner's that guy but when i saw him and looked into him like he's a six foot four safety he's kind of like more of that linebacker build Uh, he talks about cam chancellor as a player that he looks up to to kind of like remnant like his game around he likes to punish guys and the quote i love from him today was I want to make them think twice before coming around me. Like, that's old school, isn't that's it? Like, that's, that's Brian uh, Dawkins, right? Yeah, he said, he said I want, I want, I want to hurt their soul. Like, <laughs> literally, you know, that's old school right there. You love to see that, but that's that's the trend nowadays for defensive backs. They want the taller guys. They're mm-hmm. trying to model things after the Legion of Boom. You know, Richard Sherman, yeah. Chancellor, and all those guys, because a lot of these receivers nowadays are getting taller and taller. And, and right. still are fast. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and to be able to check them at the line with the arm mm-hmm. length. So there are certain measurables that, that really intrigue these teams. So I'm, there's going to be a lot of teams interested in him because he's got great size, he's got great speed, mm-hmm. and if he could play center field out there, with that, with that kind of range, that that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he said he can play deep middle. I can play man. I, I really can do it all uh, at safety, whatever they ask of me. And the one reason why the Bears can maybe get a value out of him is that he did tear his pec just a few days ago, warming yes. up on the bench. And so he's going to get surgery on that. I okay. think he said about eight months is that timetable. So Ugh. if you are, again, playing the long games Sweet. and you're sitting there in the third round and you accumulate those extra picks and you're trying to, like, develop and add more to the secondary, it's just a guy. Again, there's just a few of those, but I think we all understand so many more pressing needs on this roster right now than safety or corner so it's probably four to six months so i've torn my peck before but for a defensive back i think it's quicker right for a for a defensive lineman just because we're pressing you know on the line of scrimmage was it a complete or a partial do you remember yeah yeah, complete oh wow yeah yeah what a recovery good job yeah (laughs) so uh but i think he could probably be back by the season for sure that reminds me of a 
Gobert that's had a pretty good career who might or most likely will but might not be on the team next year. I mean, Eddie Jackson, a little different, but he broke his leg in college. The Bears took him in the fourth round. He's had a great career, so yep. that doesn't mean that he can't go on and, and be successful. He's, he's ranked as the 71st best prospect in the draft. The guy that I talked to uh, today was Tyreek Jones, who's another safety, uh, who's ranked as the 256th guy in here. He he was impressive just speaking with him for just naming guys that have been, sort of been impressive that uh, – you know, being in front of him, Brandon Joseph was the same way today. Uh, I thought I thought he was he was somebody that you certainly wouldn't have any problem having in your locker room. That's former sure. Northwestern yeah. guy. <laughs> I, pre- I pressed him on that. I was like, "What? Why'd you transfer?" Well, I wanted to, you know, compete for a national championship. Went, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I asked him about Coach Hank. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's like, "Look, I love Fitz, but I'm 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 here where I'm at right now because of Coach Hank." Oh yeah, Coach Hank was legit, man. Carl, yeah. when he came to Northwestern, that's when we started elevating 08. Yeah. An attacking style, Tampa two type. Defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick. Uh, Quick question before you before you continue this. Do you want to see Greg Braggs doing his interview? I, I could set it. We my guy Shane here has got a camera shot. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's yes. See let's see if uh, let me know when you're ready, Shane. L. Okay. Who are those people? Okay, let's third. See. Down. It doesn't look like he has a there, mic, there so I don't. Okay, so people you know, watching. Last night I was at Prime. People <laughs> still <watching. laughs> drink on myself. I love the Purdue Boilermakers and the Bears. Amazing. <laughs> you know, this is oh, my first rodeo. I had my shirt tucked in the first day. Yeah. I had a nice collar shirt that I got from Coles. <laughs> Where is he at? <laughs> from Coles. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that was Bragg's. Who are those guys? It's amazing. Uh, it's Thursdays with, and I can't read it. It looks like some sort of bottle. He's got a, the <laughs> dude, the on bottle. A, on the dude's computer, he's got Jordan. There he goes. MJ and Coach Bruce. MJ and Coach Bruce. This is high level. Uh, yeah, Shane. Thank you, Shane from PHNX. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Shane. Yep. Cinematography. Uh, one more guy for yeah, for yeah, you, Will. Juju Brents. So actually, I was gonna I'm gonna call an audible here. Okay. Oh, because I want to give a shout out to Rashad Torrance because I thought what he did today, and I tweeted about it. Was this a really nice gesture? So he was wearing a necklace. Uh, with a photo of his grandmother on it. Mm-hmm. And she passed away when he was in elementary school. Oh. Um, but she instilled this dream in him to go and play football at the highest level. And she always said, like, I can't wait to watch you on TV one yeah. day. Uh, so for him to be here today uh, and to kind of have her around his neck, I thought that was just a very nice touch. Uh, then he kind of talked about his passion for the game. And he just said, football's where my heart's at. And that's a big thing that the Bears are looking into. He's a another one of those – and round kind of uh, safeties right now that maybe the Bears take a flyer on. Maybe maybe not, but uh, I just wanted to give him a shout-out for – I thought that was just a really nice gesture. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You hear these stories all the time, and a lot of times, like, people's grandparents got them into the game, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they're no longer there. But that, that's awesome that he still keeps that picture there yep. as a memory. And I'm sure he probably has some pregame ritual, you know, something he does to, to honor for her. Sure. So I got super chats coming out the wazoo. Let's uh, go, baby. Let's, let's go. Let's, 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 I'm not let's, talking about Washington State. Uh, so, no, wazoo. <laughs> I, I caught on. Yeah, I <laughs> um, let's see. Let's start with. Ba, 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 ba. Super chats. Super chats. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Let's start with Alan Watson for What's, $5. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. Uh, obta- he says, obtain picks this year. Ride with Justin one more year. Mm-hmm. If no huge development, big prize is next year's QB out of USC. We yeah, talked Williams. about that. We right. talked about that. But there's going to be no need for that, right? Exactly. Because Poles is going to get the number one. We're going to solidify that offensive line. We're going to get some pass rushers defensively. And uh, it's, it's going to be a it different Just feels going to be good. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go for that. Let's uh, go. I'm excited. 
It's uh, not going to be easy to do, though, to load up for next year and solidify yourself for this year, but maybe Ryan Poles is just that good. But don't you think offensively you have to, right? Defensively, I understand, like, we're going to fill some of those needs, but in my opinion, if there's anything to be lacking, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball this year. Like, if, if we don't have exactly one defensive end, I'm you'll, okay with that. You're, yeah, so you're saying you'll have the same shitty defense. but not the, not the, oh. <laughs> We're obviously going to fill some of those needs, but what I'm trying to say is – you have to address the offense. No, okay, you're yeah. going to have the same mediocre defense. Let me soften that a little bit. How and is it going to be mediocre? Anything is going to be a step up. Yeah, I was going to say. You're going to have a step up. You, you add two pieces, right? We get a three technique and we get one end. Okay, you're going to have a slightly better defense. And, and a better will backer. And, 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 but the rest of it, you're going to put all in offense to make sure that you can see the QB. I'm with you. I'm I'll not even you, fighting gonna, you here. No, you're trying to fight. <laughs> Hold on. Cats on cats, man. Cats, yeah, cats on cats. <laughs> No, but I do think it's possible if you just follow the 80-20 rule. You try to get the 20% of what we need here to get 80% of those results, and then the next – you don't know the 80-20 rule? Look it up. Look at me. I'm just <laughs> it's, No, it's true. It, but it's like a work ethic where yeah. you do uh, 20% – you find the 20% of the work that can get you 80% of the results that you're looking for, then you can just fill in the gaps later. Yeah, I think that would be a great approach for this offseason. You find solid pieces for what you need. You get one dominant pass rusher. You get a three technique. You have another end that's really good run defender. You draft some guys that are strictly pass rushers in the later rounds. You bring them in in the, in the rush packages, and all of a sudden you have what you need defensively, and it's way better than last year. Simple as that. Yeah. Simple as Simple. that. Simple. <laughs> no, no problem. You got it. You got Ryan Poles. Uh, next up, speaking of Ryan Poles, oh. I don't even know if you guys would know it. It's, it's from Shaler, man. Five dollars. It says, real interesting quote from Poles in the Bears article yesterday. Is that one of our articles? Do we know? Have any idea what that quote would be about? I quoted him in one of my articles. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we all, I think we all at I, some I point gonna say. quoted Ryan Poles. Uh, Thank you, Shalerman. I don't yeah, know appreciate what it. exactly uh, you mean. Uh, Appreciate your reading. Up yes. Is oh, we did get a super sticker, which I know Allie at Super Bowl. You guys were like, "What's a super sticker?" Uh, well, of course, we can't see it here on the YouTube stream. It's probably, I mean, it's yeah. So it's in the I can't is it, it in the screen. chat? Like jumping up and down. It is. It is a pair of character <laughs> jumping up and down and saying "number one fan." That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Oh, I see oh, it. There's a super sticker, you guys. Okay. Aww. There we go. Shoot, there you go. Thank you. That parrot is Stephen, hype. <laughs> Stephen Haynes. Is he working out? Uh, of course you would go there. Bryce Sieber, Sieber, $1.99. He says, love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you. it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, Enrique Rivera, one of our longtime listeners, $2. UIC Flames over Missouri State in the Valley Tourney. Let's go. Let's okay. Go. Wow. In the valley, baby. The Flames. Mid-major tournament representation. Let's throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the late great Jimmy Collins. Keep going. Um, next up is from Steve B. Uh, this says $5. Uh, Will, Nick, and Corey together with great information for us. Thanks, guys. Can't forget the comedy relief of the show. Carm, hit the like button. God bless. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right. Next up is from... Wow. Uh, Vanden Patal. Patal. Uh, super chat. $5. This one came in separately, so I'm just adding it on screen here for everyone. Appreciate all the super chats, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Thank it's you great. So and it says, who is your biggest sleeper that will get into the top 10 this year in the draft? Ooh, top 10. I, I think uh, Kalaja Kansi has a chance, for sure. Because okay. I think especially with everything with Jalen Carter shaking up, I mean, if you, if you look at the tape, I think people are, are 
drawing those comparisons to Aaron Donald. And I think a lot of people wish they would have drafted Aaron Donald. Um, but a lot of people stay back because of his size. So I think he's somebody that's going to keep climbing. I think he's going to run really well. His tape speaks for itself. Um, so I think he could be a guy that climbs into that top 10 when they were talking about originally, you know, end of the first. But I think, uh, you know, with Jalen Carter, everything happening with him, I, I could see him bumping up into that top 10. What about the, the guy out of Clemson, too, that defensive tackle, Breeze? Oh, but, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would be, yeah, be a very interesting one, too, now, because it shakes up Brett the whole Breeze. board. I know. And I was I was talking about I'm I'm not too sold on on Brees to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard I was talking to somebody and said it's got bust ridden all over it. I don't know if like that's maybe too far for yeah. for a guy like that, but yeah, we'll see. And again, I don't want to draft him. I'm just trying to figure no, out yeah, how yeah, he's going to bump I think up. Like this, and I was talking about it. I think the fact that he was a high school player that was so much bigger than everybody, and you know, on Instagram they showed the highlights of him when he was high school. He was absolutely destroying guys. <laughs> he was like six five, two eighty five in high school. And, you know, most kids he's playing against are 200 pounds that are never going to play at the next level. So he had all that hype, right? He had one good season at, at where he flashed a little bit at Clemson. Then he had the ACL. This year was his first year back. Um, I just don't see the consistent get-off uh, for me. Um, he has the size. He, some, some plays I'm like, wow, he's pretty <laughs> talented. But I think he's not consistent, and I don't think he has the get-off uh, that, that you need at three-technique position. All right, next up, this is from uh, Arabase. Uh, he's uh, 499, thank you. Uh, curious on Corey's thoughts on NFL teams sending practice squad players to the XFL slash USFL to develop. Would there be pushback from the NFLPA? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, no, because it basically, it'd basically be a promotion for the other league. Uh, That's so, true, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be cool if the NFL did have a developmental league for the guys on practice squad. The guys that were on the practice squad from the year before do something in the spring where it's like a kind of like what the XFL is doing. You maybe have a couple teams that play against each other. It's more evaluation. And if guys flash, all of a sudden, you know, they another team could want them to potentially be a rotational guy or a starter. Or, you just never know. Um, so that could be something. And, and they continue to get paid uh, in, in the spring as well. So for development, because there's a lot of guys that are – Teams see them as the developmental guys, and they'll keep them on the practice squad, but they never get the game reps That's with the exception thing. of preseason. Now they're shrinking the preseason down, and you're like, oh, there's only two games of preseason. We're all these guys because usually, right. usually one of the games is like a dress rehearsal mm -hmm. for the starters. So now the preseason shrunk where it used to be guys had almost three games to really show their stuff what they can do, but now they don't. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. I think any – for for practice squad players, they just need opportunities to show what they can, are capable of doing, and there's just not enough games or enough exactly. time throughout the week for them to actually do the that. Spring league would be pretty yeah. dope, and, and you pay them too during this time. Yeah, right? you pay them a certain amount because usually in the off season, guys aren't getting paid unless they have a workout bonus. So that's the thing; they, it would be great for those guys on some level because you get extra money, you need the reps you haven't played, but then there's the injury factor, and so there's a risk. But but it, there is a there is some level of that that makes a whole lot of sense. I, I think that you'll have more players that will come out of the league and become stars in the NFL than you would have potential guys like that get hurt and fall off the face yeah. of the earth. I do think it will allow more stars to be born in the NFL because there's so many guys that 
like you said, they just don't get that chance. Yeah. And not that this guy could have been a star, but a name that comes to mind for the Bears, like Michael Joseph, like always on the practice squad, always coming back to training camp. And like we never saw him on Sundays, but he was always around the building. And obviously he didn't make it with the Bears after all those years. But if he would have had a, a, like a G League yep. to go in there and play, you just never know sure. what other potentials he could have tapped into. Look when they had the NFL Europe, how many guys came out of there? Right mm-hmm. from that were over there for a couple of years and eventually became starters and, mm-hmm. and were good players for there. So I think they do need some kind of developmental league. Um, obviously, it's cool what they're doing with the XFL and USFL, but I think the NFL itself needs a partnership for something in the spring uh, to develop these guys. No, guys, I solved it. I'm coming on camera for this. <laughs> How about we all talk <laughs> spring? No, 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 no. Let's own Thursday nights with a developmental league, just like the NBA has the G League and guys are playing where they could get called up midseason and go back, you know, the two-way contracts. How about the NFL has a, a G League type thing on Thursday nights and then they own Thursday night with the G League, rest of the nights. But what about, you know? the, what about the regular Thursday night game? Isn't well, we're it? getting rid of that. Yeah. Now you get teams on full rest every Thursday that are made up of the guys that might be heading up or down and all that. And but, Lawrence, my, yeah, my only thing would be, yeah, no, what, about the, no to this. Okay. <laughs> what about what about the guys that get called up? Like, you know what I mean, last minute. Like, they're like, oh, I'm playing it, I'm playing well, this game on Thursday, and then all of a sudden on Sunday, yeah, you know. Yeah, they, they have to be, I don't know. It's like they have the deal? Still got some things to do it in the spring. It's like spring ball for, ah, for a college. Come ball. on. I don't completely I hate the idea, Lawrence, just so you know. Oh, thanks. Thanks, buddy. It was very interesting. but. Okay. Let's go work out those details. Yeah. All right, well, there's always details. But that's <laughs> always detail. Uh, let's see. Here is one from. Wow. Everyone must have known that Greg bought the entire city of beer last night and are trying to help him out with all these super chats, yeah. huh? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he looked at the credit card statement like, oh, <laughs> called the wife like, sorry, Crap. I got a little crazy. <laughs> Cornelius Pryor, 499. Uh, Kalijah Cansey is a beast. If the Bears trade back, they should definitely consider drafting him. Yeah, he. He is my number one D-tackle at this point. Um, Woot watch. Keep, keep watching the tape. Carmen, it doesn't lie. We I, saw him. I saw the neck. Saw him. His neck looks amazing. Carm, I t- relentless. You, motor. Look, your, your enthusiasm for him, fully sold. Let's go. Kalijah Kansi. Keep, keep researching because I think he's going to keep climbing up, and if the situation works out where we trade back and then potentially trade back again, he could be available. He's on the radar. Um, yep. That would mm. be a pretty good situation. All right, Shay Lerman, we answered his question. He just threw us another two bucks. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Shay Appreciate you very much. Uh, this is from Torian, 499. What's up, Torian? Yeah. He says, hey, guys, any thoughts on the Bears report card of a D-plus in the food service slash nutrition? Of course, this big report came Th- out yesterday. That bothered me. It, it's not as bad as the Cardinals report where their yes. facilities are just getting whacked and they've been and people are complaining. The Cardinals got an F-minus. We just talked right. about that on the PHN. But, I mean, so it, what were they exactly saying about, about the food, the quality? You would know it? better. How was the food when you were a Bear? I mean, honestly, it was fine. I mean, you make decisions based on your nutritional needs, right? They'll have pancakes there for the guys that want pancakes, but I just had, you know, two eggs over over medium, some peanut butter oatmeal in the morning, you know. I, I kept it healthy. But some guys like the pancakes, they like the French toast. Did you have to pay for those meals? No, 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 you don't have to pay for it. It's so all free. Cardinals, so you walk they in have the, to pay for No, the they take it out of their check? In the off-season. In the off-season. In the off-season. Wow. In the off-season. If they come to work out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't think we ever had to do that. That's why they got an F minus. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Come on. So wait, hold on a second. During the year, guys come. To, they get to Hallis. They have breakfast prepared for them. So yeah. They and then you go to play, you go to practice. Do you have lunch prepared for you? Yeah. So it's either we used to have uh, practice after lunch. Okay. So we'd have breakfast, meetings, uh, walkthrough, 
lunch, then on the field. And then we'd be done for the day. They don't give you dinner. They don't give you dinner. Okay. Yeah. But you get two meals. Like, never had to pay for it. And it, was, it w- wasn't bad. I mean, every day they had pasta sometimes. Like, How about a little cilantro lime chicken? Yeah. So, <laughs> like you had yeah. last night. But the first three years before they renovated things, it was um, we had, like, Sodexo, the company, come out, and they, they'd prepare it there. And then my last couple of years, they had a, a chefs and stuff make exactly the meal, working with a nutritionist. So it was a little bit better my last year. I mean, walk it through for us. It looks pretty decent, right? The food? I think it always yeah, looks good. Yeah, it was I always want to eat it. Uh, yeah, the cafeteria. CJ yeah. in the chat was saying that the Bears, according to the report, said, quote, the complaints come from the timing of the meals and the quality slash healthiness of the food before practice. I'm yeah. going to say that, you know, you, you are what you eat, and we saw how they played last year, so I think that great yeah, makes a lot of sense. Well, well, or And the Bears, for the real, the Bears should take that feedback, and that is an easy fix, yes, and it it's is, not a sure. lot of money, and you should absolutely be giving your guys what exactly what they want to have the best possible performance on the field. This is basic. Come on. And the, they ha- they the have Bears, the money to do it. So yeah, Right. I mean, come on. The Bears graded out pretty well in some of the other categories. Weight room, A. Strength People, staff, A-. minus, A-plus for training room. Training staff was an A-. minus. Locker room, an A. Travel is a C-plus. Or C-, yeah, C- minus for travel. But So what was the criticism of travel? Um, I wonder if it gets into the Did nitty-gritty get those of these. Deeps? I don't know. It just kind of gives the uh, the overall grades here. Or but the frontier. They had to pay for the, the seats. <laughs> <laughs> if they did Frontier of Spirit, man, guys would be like, nah, oh, hell no. Man. <laughs> yeah, everything's chartered in the NFL. You yeah, yeah. So this is what we used to do. We used to do the security checkpoint at Hallis Hall. Right. And then we'd go to our buses. Yep. We'd have uh, lunch. They'd, they'd do sandwiches or something. Or usually the rookies would, would bring, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A or whatever whatever the veteran wanted. Right. Um, then we'd drive to the airport, get on there, fly away. I mean, some, you know, it's always good, especially process. as an offensive defense lineman. You always got first class, so it was always good. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Big fellas, you got to take care of them. That's what we're <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, with a couple uh, super chats here. This one's from Alex. He's throwing us five bucks just to say, Carm, arguable goat. My man, wow. appreciate you. Thank you for the shout-out, my friend. And then, uh, not like it's a competition or anything, but Steve B. throws $20 our way to say, Will and Nick have a drink on me tonight. Wow. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, we're going to dinner. We're having an early dinner, right? 530? That's the plan. Let's do it, man. Let's go. Now that Will and Nick are buying. Now that Will and Nick are buying. (laughs) As long as we can uh, Venmo that super chat. (laughs) They're like, nah, we keep it net. (laughs) Appreciate the support, though. So, so real fast, Jeff Joniak, voice of the Bears, we all love him. you don't see uh, behind the curtain here, you we're talking to all these guys, you do not see any other NFL radio or TV play-by-play people doing the grindy reporter stuff. We're, I mean, the access is it's, it's cool that we get to talk to these guys, but they're behind a curtain. You know, they're up on a podium. You're not really talking to them one-on-one. It's, it's just, I would call it limited access. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and not, not that fun. If, to compare to like other opportunities, um, still not anything I would ever complain about. But it's just you know it's it's very very formulaic, and the questions are you you're not getting deep into anything. Joniak is out there with his recorder, 
trying to get as much information as possible. So at some point, if this dude ends up on the Bears or ends up anywhere else and he puts it into some Joniac memory form that he can bring that to the broadcast, it is a grindy, efforty, not pedestaling himself in the business at all move. So I, I you, Will, you were with me. I was mm-hmm. just I told him, like, dude, it's just impressive that you do this stuff, honestly. And he's been doing it for years here. For years. And as every time Nick and I have been here, mm-hmm. Jeff's out there grinding. And usually, though, I'll tell you, when I'm at a player and I'm listening in and I notice Jeff nearby, I think that's a really good sign that the Bears may be interested in that player. I've seen it happen for Cole Komet. I've seen that happen for Jalen Johnson. There are times where oh, that's that, interesting. Kind, that Jeff, kind of aligns where, like, they're kind of pointing him one way or the other. I forgot who he was listening to today, but that's it. Saw that's super interesting that, the hey, when these guys are up there, you check these guys out. He they, they he probably looks at the card, talks to whoever he needs to talk to. Yeah. That's interesting. Wood, you you were talking to JJ. Oh, I love him, man. He's one of my favorites, man. We, we built a relationship when I played there. First-class guy. He loves this. He's, this is his passion, Carm. This is his passion right here. And just for everybody else there that loves JJ, just just know that my, my impact on him has been huge. And at, at Northern, I'll tell you why. At Northern Illinois, I was at, go back to like 2000. I was the public address announcer for the Huskies, and I was doing play-by-play for the Cal Barb's and the Sycamore Spartans. Okay, the two high school teams out there. All right. So Bill Baker, longtime voice of the Huskies, calls me up. He's like, Yo, Carm. I got something this weekend. I can't do it. Would you like to do the play-by-play for NIU? I was like, Bill, are you kidding? That is a dream. I am all in. I can't wait. So I'm getting myself ready. And then Northern Illinois University SID, Mike Corsa, calls me up Friday night. He's like, yo, we really need you on that public address. Uh, And my my heart sank. I I, I wanted to fight him through the phone. Are you kidding? He's like, he's like, calm. We have somebody by the name of Jeff Joniak who's going to do the game. And, 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 and sorry, but you're on public address. And I said, I can't fight with JJ. That, so, so he used that, that tape was at least part of his entree into becoming the voice of the Chicago bears. So you can thank me. Right. Honestly, I got I out of the way, pushed. Yeah, you helped forcefully. You, now, you but I, but Jeff, Jeff at Hallis Hall, he's always the last person to leave. And there was this one time where I beat him to Hallis Hall, first one there, and I was the last one to leave. And the next day he's like, Nick, not a lot of people can do that. But now, you know, you got to be held to that standard. But Jeff That's Joniak's great. the hardest working person that, that I know. He that is. dude's always grinding. But yeah. no, thank you, Carm, because literally he was the – I know he's the voice of the Bears, but he was like the voice of like a good five-year gap for me when I was like playing Pop Warner because they like to have Pop Warner games on Sunday yeah. when I want to watch like my team, and it was before DVRs or anything like that. So it's just a lot of times in the car with the radio station on, listening to, uh, to Jeff and Tom oh, call those best. games. That's uh, My favorite call was to Devin Hester, that first punt return touchdown against Green Bay. Uh, on the uh, road yeah. in Lambeau. I yeah. still have that one right here. Yeah. That was great. There's a lot of them, man. Mm-hmm. Love, love him and Tom on, on the broadcast. Uh, Tom was a guy I got to know when I played as well. We, we had uh, mutual friends from Joliet, Illinois. You know, he's the mayor of Joliet over there. Uh, he went to Joliet Catholic. So great dude. Uh, love talking ball with him. Love talking about prospects and O-line and D-line play. When I played, we'd talk about different stuff. So great guy. Braggs is back hovering over and looking very angry. Is yeah, there something like, that you want to yell at us? He's like, did you read my super chat? What did he say? And I'm like, just go watch this. Just listen to the podcast later. We love you. 
I would never say anything mean. You're my favorite person. We, you're, need, you're we, we need to do one of the celebrity boxing matches. You, Carm versus <laughs> Rex. CHO style. We'll broadcast it. I'll, I'll, let me we'll say this. Gear and let me say this about Greg Braggs. This morning he was up earlier than me. He sent me uh, He called, sure I think. Call. Oh, yeah, he called. Went right straight to voicemail. Yeah, he, like, no, he called. He's, he's ready to take you out. He's, he called and he he's said, are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, uh, are you leaving soon? I'm like, I'm in bed. He's like, uh, well, I got an Uber coming. It's leaving in 12 minutes. I'm like, I'll be there. So Bragg's, Bragg's, Bragg's got me moving today. So shout out to Greg Bragg's. By, he could have easily left out his <laughs> oh, own. <God>. He's <laughs> creeping. Look at him. He's creeping oh. from behind. That hand. That's, <laughs> oh, man. Bra- yeah. Bragg's, Bragg's was out till late but last he's, night. But you know, he's a very sensitive guy. And just to know that, and don't ever, don't ever say anything bad. You, to, you know how those bricklayers are. It's like right. <laughs> they he's, wear he's, their feelings on their on back, their sleeve. Right? Back in the days, 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, bricklayer, you could you could say stuff, and they wouldn't get all bothered. Oh. Nowadays, <laughs> he just complains. Not, it's like, Carm, why do you have to yeah. do that to me? Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> hey, Will. Good to ha- good to see you. Absolutely. You too, Nick. You too, Woot. Woot, you're going. You're out of here. Huh? Out of here. All right. Well, Kids basketball tonight. The rest. That's it awesome. was awesome having you here, man. Yeah, it was great being here, man. Ton of ton of yeah. fun. So we'll see Woot soon enough, and uh, of course we'll be back tomorrow. One more show from the combine, Lawrence. Thanks for producing Shane as well. Greg Bregs, you're the man too. Adam Hogue, wherever you are, and most importantly, thanks everybody for watching today. We just, we very 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 much appreciate the support. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, become a diehard as well. All chgo.com. There are so many benefits that come with that, which you probably know already. But twenty percent off the merch and all our parties. Tremendous takeover last night. The Bulls the scene looked yeah. amazing. So uh, we're, we're rolling on with a bunch of uh, Bears content coming uh, down the diehard path as well. But bottom line, we will see you tomorrow for our final day at the Indianapolis Combine. Have a great rest of your night. Adios.